for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're doing a parenting profile with the Luttrells. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Brian, welcome back. Brian, back how are listeners. you doing, man? Doing well. How about you? I'm, I'm here. We're doing great. We are, uh, yeah, we're recording in a different room this morning. Makeshift studio, a little echoey maybe. But yeah, that's sorry okay. about that, listeners. And also sorry to our our editor, uh, who is actually Who's in the room with in us the room today. with us yes. today. Right? We've got a special uh, episode today yes. that we're going to be doing. Before we get into that, one remind everybody to subscribe. I don't want to remind people to, to do that. like. They already know. Review, share, <laughs> all the things that you have to do. No, please do for that. The podcast it's help very us out. Helpful to us if you do that. Give us your feedback at our email address f4l at oakhillbc.org. We'd appreciate any comments or. Feedback, things, feedback. stuff. Just say hi. We Just want to know what us. you think, listeners. Email us and say hi. We love you. Tell and us, we, we tell us where you're you from. Think. Interestingly enough, we do have some international listeners. Yes. And so I'd love to hear from them to say, hey, I'm from X place. So. Yes. Please let us know and we'll give you a shout out. So there's yes, that. Yes, exactly. So we're doing a new series, Brian. We are. We're starting a brand new, it's an intermittent series, kind of like some of our others, like a pastor's profile or right. a, Biblical balance or something. So tell us about our new series. Okay, I will tell people about our new series. It is called The Parenting Profiles. And what we were just thinking through is we have a lot of awesome uh, parents, a lot of uh, really great people in our church. And uh, and what we wanted to do was was talk to some of these parentings, uh, parents and figure out what kind of Christian principles that they are using in their lives. What we really want to do is see these universal truths, these Christian principles that we find in God's Word, and we want to see how these awesome Christian parents apply those principles in different ways because they're different families. We we believe that not every family is going to look exactly the same. They're going to have different dynamics because they're different people. Mm-hmm. Um, even within the family, they're, they're different people, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to see how these universal truths get applied in specific in different ways. Yeah, we've talked a lot about parenting through different episodes in the last couple of years, and a lot of it's from our own. We talk about from the Bible and the biblical perspective, and then right. a lot of the application comes from our own our experiences. experiences. Right. So we thought, wouldn't it be amazing to have other couples come in and talk about marriage and parenting and things like that? Because we do believe there is a biblical uh, way, there's a theology that behind all of these mm-hmm. things. But then when we individually kind of kind of flesh this out and apply this to our lives, it can look a little bit different. Now, there will be obviously some similarities, similarities right, right. Uh, because we're all going back to the biblical truths and the theological underpinnings, but it's going to look a little different in certain areas. And so I'm excited to see how different families kind of live out these truths and how yeah. they apply them. And we want to celebrate those. It's not bad to be different as long as we are applying those biblical principles together. And right. so I want, I'm, I am looking forward to this uh, so as well. Our, our special guests today are John and Michelle Luttrell. Say hi to everybody. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys have uh, been at the church now for how long? Let's see. We started coming. Annabelle was about a month old. It's about three weeks. Wow. Yeah. So she will turn five this summer. Okay. All right. That's Almost amazing. Yeah. I remember when you uh, when you guys first started coming because I think didn't you find out about our church from uh, the the um, podcast? Didn't, weren't you listening to Pastor Allen's sermons online? 
Yes. Uh, we were in the process of, of looking for a church home, and um, part of that search involved uh, using resources like um, uh, SBC's Church Finder yeah. and um, Founders Ministries mm. um, supported. Uh, they have a, a network of churches, and um, we found um, Oak Hill through both of those. Wow. And uh, I was listening to um, the podcast, the sermon podcast. Yeah. Um, that gave me an opportunity to kind of hear what the teaching was like. And when we came to visit, people fell over themselves to make us feel welcome. Mm. And um, one of the first people that we met was the Schlosses. Yeah. Uh, mm. Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike mm -hmm. and Sandra. And uh, man, yep. you want to talk about. A, a warm welcome. Mm -hmm. They're okay. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We've actually mentioned his name two several my, times recently. Two on of my podcasts. most favorite people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we love them. They're amazing. One person in particular that really touched me was um, the Fishers. Oh, yeah. She oh, um, just yeah. came up to me and was just so loving and yep. Donna. welcomed us. Yeah. Uh huh. Welcomed us when we walked in the door like the second or third time. She's like, oh, you can come over here and sit oh, over yeah. here. <laughs> She's amazing. She's babysitting she our kids later on this week. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, uh, give a brief testimony, you know, the quick version. I'm sure it could take, uh, I'm sure you could talk for a long time, but maybe give a brief testimony of how you came to the Lord and how God's brought you to this point. Yeah, Michelle's is, is much quicker than mine, I think. So well, I'll I start. Okay. Um, so I was raised in the church. Uh, we are, I was raised in a Christian, Christian family. I went to a really small Christian school. So essentially, I uh, accepted Christ at an early age. I was about eight years old. Um, kind of fell, fell away as I got to my older teen years, younger 20s, and then came back to um, find a deeper and more... Um, involved relationship with Christ in my later 20s, early 30s. So. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, uh, I, my parents modeled Christian principles. Um, I was uh, influenced by the, the Catholic Church the first 13 years of my life and then um, was given the opportunity to kind of decide for myself whether, to, whether or not to keep going, and I chose not to. Um, started seeking in uh, around college age, and um, it was God used Michelle in my life to kind of uh, challenge me. Why do you believe what you believe? Uh, what do you truly believe? And then her dad um, discipled me. Oh wow, that's yeah. really cool. So I've got the best of both worlds. I have a great relationship with my father. Yeah, um, he modeled. He lived Christian principles out kind of person who would give you the shirt off their back literally mm -hmm. and then um michelle's dad was my spiritual father that's really cool yeah yeah well man that's that's cool so you guys kind of play a role in each other's uh walk you especially michelle and his so how did you guys meet uh how did you guys end up coming together because that was obviously god working in your lives right yeah no <laughs> doubt uh it was a, a going away party for a coworker of mine mm -hmm. A friend of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine, said, "You need to. I, there's, I've got this guy you should really meet." And I'm like, oh, "I don't really want to meet anybody right now. I wasn't into that. <laughs> I just wanted to be by myself and do my own thing." And um, I don't know. I met him um, at this going away party, and I wouldn't say it was love at first sight, but he was a fun guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
the Lord knew what he was For doing. For me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly uh, um, brought a funny uh, aspect to it. When, I, when we met, I had a, a Chevy Lumina, and the passenger side door was messed up. Mm-hmm. So the first time she rode in my car, she had to crawl across the front oh, seat. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then, like, the night we met, at the end of the night, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to see her again. <laughs> this is the thing. If, if God wants two people together, like, you can't mess up bad enough. You, you know gonna, what I'm saying? You're going to overcome that busted lumina. That's true. Yep. That is true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, now you guys have been married for how long? 15 years next month. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Man. Well, tell us a little about your marriage dynamics. Now that, I mean, you know, 15 years is, is a long while, so you guys have... Uh, obviously not tired of each other yet. So tell us about your marriage <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, I think it's changed over time. Um, I think uh, the circumstances that, that God has used in our our lives individually and as a, as a family um, have really shaped where we're at now. Um, and it started out um, like my background is radio and television. And your background is nursing, nursing, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not hard to figure out that one of us is going to earn a lot more money mm. in their <laughs> profession. Um, so uh, I was working at a radio station here in town, and I was um, doing um, news on the radio. And when the the Great Recession hit. They shut the news department down, and I was laid off for two years. Wow. Um, putting in for every job under the sun and couldn't – was either overqualified, underqualified. And uh, so there have been times when, because she was uh, a, a much better earner, I stayed at home, even yeah. after kids. Yeah. Sure. Um, that, I think, has changed a lot over the last – couple of years yeah when we first got together I was extremely career focused I didn't have any um aspirations of family actually (laughs) and God really changed my heart um and I think part of how he changed my heart was giving me the right man for it Mm -hmm. um so once I had a heart change in terms of wanting to have children um once we had Maddie and that was in 17 no i'm sorry that was in 2014 yeah uh we were living in louisville at the time and i my career was i mean i was doing really well in my career and but i was traveling a lot and it was taking me away from now both of them now my newborn and my husband and um it just really he god just really shifted my whole perspective on what i need to be in terms of a wife and a mother yeah, it's cool how the Lord uh, does that over time, and He does use one another uh, to do these things. You know, we have roles in our marriages, and uh, and it's cool how to see how He always does that, and it but it, it does look different in mm-hmm. each each relationship, right? Um, you do have kids. How many How many kids do you have, and how old are they right now? We have two. Annabelle is four, and Maddie is seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love having those little girls around and (laughs) hanging out with everybody all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, what would you say is unique about your family? So, the last (laughs) two years, 
Um, we uh, put our house up for rent. We have wonderful renters, and we moved into a fifth wheel camper, and we have traveled extensively. Yeah, like last summer we were gone for three months, fourteen states, um, or half a dozen national parks. Mm-hmm. Um, homeschooling was always um, where our heart was. Not always. Well, that's true, but yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't try other schooling methods. That's true. So mm-hmm. we had the flexibility because we homeschooled from the start mm-hmm. to be able to to do that. Between her traveling for work and um, the decision that we made to homeschool our children, uh, it was very easy for us to just move into the fifth wheel and Go. hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's uh, the the biggest uh, thing that I would say is unique about our situation. Did that kind of flow out of some of the things you guys were talking about, that, that marriage dynamic changing and the way you guys kind of handle your different roles? Is that kind of how that ended up developing into, into that situation? Yes. Yeah, so I think um, as God has been changing my heart personally – I've also been looking at things differently in terms of why, as a society, do we do certain things? Mm. And part of that for us was why do we have such a large home? Why mm. do we spend so much time upkeep and paying for and, you know, just different things that we have that it's like, why do we spend money like this? Yeah. In term, and not be together to enjoy it as much as we would like to be. Mm. Yeah, it's it's been really fascinating to uh, watch the last two years play out. Stressful at times, definitely, but um, actually kind of encouraging too because um, we we know that decisions that we've made for our family are not uh, do not fit every family. Um, not every family would want to, um, let alone has the ability to mm-hmm. homeschool their children. Mm-hmm. Not every family would want to, let alone have the ability to move into a fifth wheel and travel the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, that's specific to our situation. And uh, a lot of that has been born out of those conversations. It's like, we've got rooms in this house that we don't use. Do we really need all this stuff? Um, those, those conversations have taken place, but then we've also seen God use this last two years with the fifth wheel to kind of flip the script on earning. Mm. Like we started doing travel vlogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said my background was ready on television. Mm -hmm. So now this has given me an opportunity to start my own business Mm -hmm. doing video and audio production. Mm Mm-hmm small business marketing, commercial production, things like that. So now I have the opportunity to step in mm-hmm. and, and earn yeah, and be a source of God's provision. And that has freed her up to run the point on homeschool yeah, and do things like now that we're back in the area, we have gotten chickens mm. and we, we've planted a big garden. So we're doing... Um, different types of things and that is all born out of 
um, the way God has orchestrated the circumstances of our lives, but then also the way he has uh, shaped mm-hmm. how we um, view certain aspects of the text of Scripture. A lot of what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, is is really like God pressing in on you guys and, and how you steward uh, things. Like I, I hear a lot of stewardship. How do how do I steward my my home, my our finances, and our family? Right, like that's kind of and and just working out those stewardship principles in real time uh, is what I'm hearing, and finding creative ways to make it to make it work and make it God glorifying. And I think that's really really mm-hmm. cool. So. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, where can, uh, before we move on to the next uh, question, where can people find you guys online? So, uh, called to be free TV is the website, and it's kind of the one stop shop. All the videos, it's got all and the stuff YouTube and yeah, Facebook so, and everything. Yeah, it's called the number two and then the letter B free TV. Okay, cool. Awesome. We can put yeah. that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, let yeah. people know. And John is our editor too yeah. as well. So he, <laughs> he takes care of us. And yeah, we're, we're super thankful for the work that you do. So yeah, it exactly. is cool to see that. Well, let's talk about aspects of faith in regards to parenting. Uh, what are some ways that you guys personally disciple your children? Uh, it's, it starts with, um, I think... Our family kind of, we, we sat down and, and figured out kind of our core values mm-hmm. this year. Um, to, to Brian's point, um, our, our core values for our family are glorify Jesus and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, value memories more than material possessions. Oh, that's good. And approach life as a classroom. Mm-hmm. Every day is an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in terms of specific things that we do to disciple the kids. We have family Bible reading time. Uh, typically it's after breakfast. We'll sit down and we'll read, um, from, from, uh, a, uh, we were doing just scripture readings and, uh, I recently obtained, um, what is it? The biggest, biggest story, story Bible. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Uh, Kevin DeYoung's yep. new. The artwork it's is beautiful, it's so it's great. engaging. Did you get that at T4G? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. So we've been doing that every morning, and then um, at, at night we uh, we pray with the girls before bed, and uh, we used to sing "Jesus Loves Me," and uh, this year we have started to try and learn a different hymn or psalm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll pick typically short ones that we can sing at bedtime and we'll sing it every night for a month. Yeah. And, um, when we pray with the kids, we, we pray real prayers. Mm. Yep. Um, so they see us, they hear us praying for actual things and for actual people. Um, so those are, those are kind of the big, uh, things that, that we do. I don't know if Michelle has anything to add, but, um, those are those are the high points. Those are our core things that we do on a routine basis. I yeah. think the other part would be when they see things in culture and in other families that don't quite line mm. up with scripture and making sure that we address those with scripture mm-hmm. and talk talk them through that, especially with Maddie being seven. She absorbs so much and she knows way more than we give her credit mm. for, I think. <laughs> um, we just really try to... Um, guide her in scripture and what scripture says is true versus what yeah. she sees sometimes. Yeah. Does, a- age appropriate conversation. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does homeschooling play a role in 
discipleship as well? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, being able to teach them not just, you know, your math and reading, but also what science is and how science, it comes from scripture. Mm. I mean, science is awesome as long as it's taught through a biblical worldview. Right. And not through... Um, as long as it's actually science. Yes. <laughs> and theology is the queen of the sciences. Yes. That is, that, I'm so glad you know that quote. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, I could I could go off on that. I'm pretty opinionated about that. But um, yeah, so in your married life, uh, we've talked a little bit about that. How do you encourage one another in um, your parents? So your parents, how do you as husband and wife encourage each other through uh, parenting? Because it's not always, you know, roses and sunshine. Well, right? in faith specifically, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So we we do pray together pretty regularly, um, and we are doing um, we have been doing a reading Bible plan for a couple, at least two years now, um, and then talking through that. So a lot of times we're on the same page in what we're reading. We don't necessarily read it together, but we read it pretty close mm. to the same time. So we can. When I have questions about, did you know that this was in the Bible, mm. <laughs> or yeah. how does this relate to whatever? Um, I'll ask him about that, and then he'll be like, did you see this <laughs> in today's reading? Um, so that's really cool, and, and encouraging each other to really stay in the Word mm-hmm. and know what we know and know that the know, know why we, we believe what we believe. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Do you want to add anything to that, John? We pray together. We, right. we both read Scripture. Um, we have conversations a lot. I think sometimes it's just checking in with your spouse. It's not necessarily that you do a Bible study together, but it's like, hey, what are you what are you reading in Scripture today? Even yeah. if you don't have the same reading plan, sometimes uh-huh. it's just checking in. That can be encouraging as well. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and plus, I think our small living, our tiny living space, mm-hmm. <laughs> it allow it lends itself to communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to, we're in You're each other's there. spaces yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or spaces, I should say, maybe not spaces. <laughs> Get out of my face! Um, <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> so we can pick up on whenever each other's having a rough time, pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. What about your kids' faith? How do you encourage them in their in their faith? I know they're still pretty young, but because um, you know, obviously it, it's a it's a process. Yeah, because it's not like we ask about discipling, but you know, there's discipling where you're like teaching them and guiding them and leading them, but then there's this just like encouragement like how how do you how do you make sure that they're excited about their own faith you know well we uh are raising them to be invested Mm -hmm. i think that's that's the best and the most important way to frame it we are um um, raising them to have skin in the game when it comes to their faith when it comes to their church um, we take them into uh we call it big church mm-hmm. with us. They, they attend worship and then they'll go to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we talk about them or we talk to them about the fact that this is their church. Uh, it's not dad's church. It's not pastor's church. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our church. Yep. And um, we're, we're raising them to, uh, to kind of be invested because I think that's where um, we see a lot of vulnerability with kids. 
getting older and and walking away from the faith is they feel like um, some situations I think kids feel like, well, nobody's going to miss me if I walk away. Mm. And then they do walk away. And sometimes that's, that's true. That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And that's really unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. So um, ha- being present, yeah. uh, being invested, um, serving together, those types of things uh, have gone a long way to encourage them. And, um, mm-hmm. and the, the discipleship stuff that, that you mentioned that we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. And that's true. I see your girls with you all the time. And I love that. Like they're doing, they're doing things with you guys. Like I've seen you like making videos for the church and they're like, you know, playing on the playground, like just hanging out with mom and dad doing, doing stuff for the church. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Maddie um, was actually baptized on one of our trips out West last summer Mm. in a um, river in Wyoming. Yeah. So, I mean, kids are naturally curious and to feed that curiosity with scripture and why they are, why they are curious and what they're curious about and mm-hmm. answering those questions with scripture is really helpful too, because giving them a reason as to why they believe what they believe is important as well. You know, we, yeah. we've talked about, um, catechism. We, mm-hmm. we, um, we started that last year or the year before, um, with Maddie specifically, and mm-hmm. you know, once they understand why why we why we believe what we believe and what we're mm-hmm. telling them is true, then it gives them a basis for everything else. Yeah, for those that don't know, the catechisms are just a series of questions that give an order. There's a theological order and process to them. So they ask a question like, "What is the chief end of man?" or something, and then there'll be an answer to the question, "Who is God?" Yeah, right. Who yeah. is God? Based in Scripture, and they're great to teach theology. I even think adults should read them yeah. and study them because, especially if you don't no theology or you don't have time to study like uh to read like a theology book or something. right yeah. you can learn basic theology because all of the catechisms they have the question the answer and then they normally have scripture yeah right there and you can see the references yeah. so which one do you guys use use truth and grace okay uh tom askell's nice yeah yeah i think it's so important we see kids that will learn bible stories but they need to learn theology and be able to put these things together and understand not just the stories of the Bible, the narratives, but why these stories are important. Yeah, what they're communicating. There's a purpose, yeah. and there's a purpose to these. God put them down, not just to have some really great stories for us to read. There's actually a really great app that uh, has recently become an app called the New City Catechisms, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's a really kid user friendly app that's designed for parents to help their kids learn these things. There's also um, playlist on Spotify. You can just look up catechisms that are literally in song form, and we just play those in the background, and our kids just we'll get stuck in their head, memorize yeah. them accidentally. <laughs> it's really cool. So there's Tripped a lot of, you. lot of yeah, there's a lot of neat ways to do that. So it's cool you guys doing that. There well, is, and people shouldn't be intimidated. Yeah, right, yeah. Either there are a lot of really um, accessible and uh, easy for kids to latch on to. Um, fun, fun yes, things. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and when you make it fun, when you do things age appropriately, Mm -hmm. it kind of takes the teeth out of it in terms of any kind of intimidation. That's right. Yeah, I fully agree. Well, what about the church? And when I say the church, I'm not talking primarily like going to church, but I'm talking about the church as the community of believers. What role does that play in your family? You want to start on that one? For me, it's a huge support system. 
I mean, once you find the families that believe and have the same principles and values that you do, it's, it's more, um, it's more about supporting each other in those endeavors. And with the way culture is right now, it's, (laughs) really crucial that you have those supports because you really feel like an oddball Mm -hmm. whenever you tell people that, you know, you live the way you do, whatever that may be. Um, So for me, it's the support system. My church family is my support. Well, and I don't know anybody else in our church that does exactly what you guys do. I know my parents have been permanent RVers, (laughs) but like um, not currently, but in their like the the people in our church might don't have to do life exactly the way you do it mm-hmm. to support you yeah. and right. you know so right. it's like it's not like you're needing other you know permanent RVers to come alongside of you you just need other godly people who are going to say wow that's cool to see what god's doing in your life yes right is that yes. kind of what you're yes yeah. it's about having the same principles and focus yeah. not necessarily the same life <laughs> that's yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That's cool. yeah and it's it's also it's not even necessarily um, the encouragement piece, although that's that's important. I think it's also important to have relationships such that uh, these are people who you trust to be able to check your blind spots. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if they're like-minded theologically, then you can trust that if your kids have a sensitive thing that they want to talk about, but they're kind of embarrassed to talk to you about it, that they have that friend of yours that you trust, you know what they believe. So I know that my oldest daughter can, can go to Michelle's best friend and ask her theological questions that she might not want to ask us yet. Yep. That's, that's what I call the uncle Jimmy principle. Yep. That's where that was his uncle. Jimmy. My uncle Jimmy was the guy. He'd tell me, he'd tell me things that my mom had been telling me for years and and all of a sudden it made sense, you yeah. know, and my mom be so mad at me. <laughs> but you got to have those, right? You got to have those people. That's right. Those connections. And that comes from the church, yep. you know, primarily. It's also being around families that um, you can learn from yourself, mm. right? It's not just that they would tell you what you're doing wrong necessarily, but it's also seeing another family do something really right mm. and be like, oh, that's what I need to start working on. <laughs> that's really good. So there's, you know, there's a family in particular that she's really good about explaining why and how she's disciplining, disciplining and having a conversation with her kids. And I, and I need to be better at that. So I really try to learn from her in those areas. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. The community (laughs) of believers, I don't know if, if you're a, a Christian that is not plugged into a community a church is not just a church building and it's not just worship it's the community that we yeah. share together and how we disciple one another we encourage we do all the things that scripture calls us to do and it's and not it's just important having, to live in that it's not i'm sorry it's not having just a bunch of people either it's about having connections to yes people right and that's that can be you know just because a church has a ton of people doesn't mean it's like thriving no but it's spending right? time together yeah. doing life together and yeah. that's what you guys are talking about you mm-hmm. guys have people uh, you know may not be a ton of people but a few people that you can do life with you can spend time yeah. with yeah. and that's what we see in the book of acts too when it, when it says that people sold their possessions to give as anyone had need it's because they were in relationship mm-hmm. with other people such that they knew what that need was right. it's mm-hmm. not a call for uh, some kind of, of left-wing ethic it's it's a call to be in relationship so that i know that my brother is struggling Amen. and that i can help him out right yeah 
man, that's exactly. Good. Yeah. Well, okay. So dealing with parenting, uh, you know, as you guys parent your kids, you know, recently we talked about having to, uh, discipline, having to, uh, help your kids obey. Um, and so I, I personally enjoyed that episode. I hope people uh, have been listening to that. But how do you, as a family, how do you correct behavior with your kids without provoking or exasperating them? Uh, we're really working on this with our, our younger one because she gets exasperated very easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for for me, uh, in, in response to that, um, I... It, I have here lately uh, really tried to be intentional about getting down on her level, mm-hmm. uh, controlling the tone of my voice, and just trying to um, e- explain uh, what and why. Yeah, um, Maddie is at an age now where she really she really gets it. So I mean, we can say. Is there a command? Does God have a commandment about this? Mm. And she'll say, "Yeah, okay. What is it? <laughs> you shall shall not bear false witness, right? Okay, is that is that right or wrong? Yeah. And we go from there. Um, but Annabelle, being younger and um, not as familiar with these things, it's like having to respond instead of react mm. to what she's doing." And, and being intentional about what I'm modeling to her with the tone of my voice and getting down on her level and trying to be um, sympathetic to, listen, I know you're upset. I can see you're upset. Let's work from there. So, so God is a fairly um, big in- individual, right? God is, <laughs> is, you know, he's large because um, he's God. Um and, and you see God coming down to us, right? And I, I think what I'm just hearing is what you're saying. He comes to our level, and uh, and he disciplines us, but he does it on our level. And, you know, John, if you know John, uh, John's tall, bearded. You hear this voice. I'm, I'm, you know, the guys that we have on this on this podcast with, with us Good just voices. amazing voices. Radio voices. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, you know, then you just – and, and so for, for your children, like, you have to think through how you are coming across to them. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that that's, like, one of the things you're thinking about. It's like, how are my kids perceiving me? Because that's something that God thinks about, right? So, I don't Yeah, know. and that's kind of a new dynamic – newer dynamic mm-hmm. for us. I mean – we were both raised very differently, and um, some families come from yelling families. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know how you were raised and think about how you respond in relation to that because maybe those things aren't always right in, in how you um, react and, and discipline your kids. So that is um, has been something that we've really kind of worked on in discipline and discipline disciplining ourselves in in that way and when you talk about how do you encourage each other in your marriage I think that seeing him as the disciplinarian although I do discipline he is the primary disciplinarian and seeing him change his ways has helped me be able to control myself as well because I being a woman it we are built more on the emotional level and we have to put those emotions under Christ and not give into that every single time. So that has helped me. His, his way of disciplining and changing his disciplinary actions has helped me in the way I handle them as well. 
Man. Do you find that you have to um, discipline differently because the kids are different? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's I mean, important. I think that's important for parents to understand, don't you? Yeah. Yes. You. I mean, and that goes back to the relationship piece. Are you in relationship with your kids such that you know them well enough to know what is going to be effective discipline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some kids, you can give them swats and doesn't even phase them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm just going to... Let's go. Yeah. Let's do, do it again. I'm going to endure this <laughs> yeah. and, and then go back to doing whatever it is that I want to do. It seems like that's your that was you growing up. I have experience <laughs> with these things. <laughs> but you also can't armchair parent either. Yes. I mean, you like you said, you have to be in relationship with your kids. You can't just from the recliner say, hey, stop doing that mm, 15 times. Yep. You have to really... Got to get up. Get there's, in there. Get in. Yeah. There's a balance there. You know, typically there's one parent that has like a thousand levels, you know, that like, please stop. You need to stop. And they just kind of ratchet it up. And then one parent goes from zero to a thousand in one step. You know, yeah. typically it's the men and the women different in that. But sometimes they can they can be reversed. But in our in our case, like I'm the parent that goes from zero mm-hmm. to a thousand very quickly. And I have to work on being patient and having levels, you know. And so, yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. You know, another thing that we've struggled with uh, or parents have struggled with is media, yeah. right? Yeah, we've talked about that a few times. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you guys, what are your stances on media with your kids? Like uh, social media, phones, screens, TV, whatever, whatever. As little as possible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's not coming from a place of, of judgment. That's just, you know, we've talked about our lifestyle and, and the travel that we do and the places that we go and the things that we do that we're involved in. We just don't have um, the lifestyle that lends itself to a lot of media. Yeah, We're out exploring nature. We're out treating life and, and creation like a classroom. So we're going on hikes or we're gardening or we're tending the chickens or, or building some kind of project or, or driving. Um, we, I, I don't want to give the impression that we don't engage with media at all. Um, we do. We have, what, what would you say? Maybe once a week we have a family movie night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that, yep. and uh, and Michelle and I are are interacting with with media. Uh, I mean, I you do media, yeah. like yeah, exactly. I come from a radio and television background, right. so it's um, it's a necessity. Um, but it's it's kind of pre-screening what they're watching, yeah, um, and and being intentional to um, watch together, and, and we. Go ahead. We saw early on that screens for Maddie was mesmerizing for her. Mm. I mean, she was just engulfed and couldn't, wouldn't listen to, couldn't listen to anything that anybody was saying if there was a screen in Mm -hmm. front of her. And it didn't really matter what was on it. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. And, you know, when we're on our phones, she's, she's right there because she just wants to look at the screen. It, I mean, again, it may not be anything related to her or something that she would be interested in. She's just so drawn to that. So that has made us more um, conscientious of how much screen time that they watch um, because, I mean, I just feel like for her specifically mm-hmm. is really kind of dangerous. And when we 
when I do let them watch something outside of a family movie night, it's I do try to make sure it's educational because we use YouTube for school sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's tons of resources really for stuff, stuff like there. that. Yeah. Um, so we may go out in the garden and see an animal or a bug and be like, let's go check this out mm-hmm. and we'll go look it up on YouTube. So like John said, it's not that we don't use it. We just make sure that they're not just sitting there watching it mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, if going back to the principle, right? Like I, I, I think the principle is parents must be guiding children with media use. You, you, you have to have a stance on media. And so what we're asking is if that's the principle, you have to have some kind of guiding principle as the parent in media you know, that's, you know, how do you guys specifically do that? And that's a really cool take on how you guys do that. And you're not, I don't hear you guys saying media is evil, but you are saying media can be used for evil. Mm-hmm. And we're guarding that, for, we're guarding our children from those mm-hmm. things in this specific way. And that's, that's really cool to see. So. That's right. And it's even gotten to the point now where like there's questionable, questionable material in advertisements yeah yeah so it gone are the days where you could turn the tv on and just assume that whatever content was going to be placed in front of them is okay yeah because as soon as they go to commercials you're going to see questionable even like youtube ads yes yes yeah i've been Mm -hmm. noticing that so that's true anyways so um we've talked a little bit about this but you know, Michelle, you mentioned this some um, talking about your kids and and helping them think through the worldliness of the culture they live in. So, how? What are some other things maybe that you want to talk about empowering your kids to stand on God's word in their culture? We talked. We we kind of already talked about this, but is there anything more you want to say uh, about helping them? navigate the culture that they're living in Mm -hmm. i think um with the ages that our girls are they haven't had that chance to be independent in those decision making skills just yet in terms of how to stand for right and wrong but it goes back to teaching them why they believe what they believe and where truth where truth is and how to find it um how to find it yeah Mm. i mean we're not going to be able to tell them everything and you know just there's things that we're not going to be able, we're not going to cover. So she just, they just need to know how to go find that. And yeah, yeah, the source to, to search that for and people to ask. I mean, if it's not me and it's not John and I, then who can they go to? So that's good. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we do is we just study scripture with them. They see us reading the Bible. Um, we read the Bible together. Um, we are having discussions about the word and we're starting to see the fruit of that with our oldest daughter because uh, we went to Florida in the early part of the spring and didn't you tell me that there was a little girl that she met at the beach and she was asking, Oh, do you, do you go to church? Do you, mm. do you know God? Do you believe? And so we're starting That's to cool. see that play out in, in real life. It's really amazing yeah. to watch it uh, actually start to bear fruit. So one of, one of the things I want to try to draw out, uh, I had, so it's funny, Brian and I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this much, but I grew up, I was homeschooled and Brian, you, you went to public school. Um, and I think one of the things we want to try to draw out a little bit is I think it can be, uh, there, there are kind of dynamics with homeschooling and with public schooling. And what we don't want to say is say, there's only one way to do it. What we want to do is think through, 
with each dynamic, there are things that you can fall into. I think with public school, it's easy to for your kids to be of the world. Um, and with homeschool, I think it's really easy for your kids to not even be in the world. So for you guys, homeschooling, how how do you try to help your kids, and correct me if I'm wrong with that, but how do you try to help your kids be in the world, like actually a part of the world, without being of the world? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. I and didn't prepare you for that. Sorry. Yeah. It no, wasn't on the list. Throwing a curveball. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, you know, we we talk about, we have those age-appropriate conversations about what we believe, and we've been very transparent that not everybody believes mm. what we believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and different families walk it out in different ways, and um, we we never try and and sit in a place of judgment mm. against every anybody. Um, and, and when somebody, when one of our kids asks the question, you know, why does so-and-so do this? Um, we frame it in such a way that is like, well, let's not talk about why they do this, but why we do the alternative. Yeah. 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 And, um, or what does the Bible say we should do? Yes. Yeah, at this age, you're they're probably just you're you're mostly laying a foundation, giving them kind of what they need as they get older and as they experience more of life and and other families, other culture, other things. That stuff will kind of come into play, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like we're in the same boat where our our older children are just now starting to explore uh, and see through youth group and through jobs and things like that. That the world is is much bigger than they can realize. And so now it's their Christian faith having to be sort of tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us, um, a, a big part of that that we're seeing uh, come up in the conversation a lot more now is um, that not every family looks like our family. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've it, been talking about that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, why, why doesn't uh, so-and-so have a dad? Yeah. Um, why does so-and-so have two moms? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, it's those kind of things. And that's um, not anything to shrink back from. It's not anything to, to be uh, afraid of. But, um, man, thank God for his word and the foundation that we can run to. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't necessarily know that I would have an answer, and I think let alone the answer. I think that's why so many people are so afraid of those questions is because we forget that we have an answer book, right? That's right. And and all we have to do is, is, is say, you can even say to your kids, I don't know how to talk to you about this, but let me think about it and pray about it. And I can even, you can even have conversations later. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you, you want to say, we, we need to ask God about these things and talk to God about this. Because, again, it's back like what you were saying, Michelle, about finding the source of the truth. You, you're just constantly encouraging them back to that. That's really good. Yeah. Well, as we get towards the end of this interview, what, Michelle, I'm going to ask you first, what's the most important piece of advice you would give Christian families? I have to go back to say what we just talked about is using scripture to respond to 
to your children. And also, for me, it was um, later in life, but realizing the structure that God has for a family. Mm. And because once you once you understand and truly get the structure piece that God created, it kind of all falls together. And I don't mean that in an easy sense. It's just it it takes a load off of as a mom and a wife, it takes some a load off of what I thought my responsibilities were. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not a popular opinion. <laughs> but that's the way God made us mm-hmm. and that's and it, it really is freeing to to know where you're where you belong. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's a great good. answer. Yeah. Love it. Mm. What for about you, John? John? For me, I would say uh, my encouragement for Christian families is start somewhere. Mm. Wherever you're at, start somewhere. Um, be forming spiritual disciplines, especially if you don't have any currently. Because I think that I can draw straight lines to every positive aspect of our family life from a spiritual discipline that God shaped in my own life. Mm -hmm. Reading scripture, praying, learning psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, uh, being able to be confident enough to have conversations about my faith. That is all, that all starts somewhere. Yeah. And you don't have to be intimidated about this stuff. Um, Just, Start somewhere. Well, I think, yeah, there's a tendency when when they hear these things, parents are like, I'm going to change everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think think what you said early on was was really helpful. Identify your family's core values Uh and think about those. And then you're basically, you're parenting on purpose. Like you're, you're thinking, okay, right. what, what is the purpose of our family? God has given us this purpose. Now, how do we, how do we begin to flesh that out? And you don't have to change everything. It can be steps in the right direction. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Well, and one of the things I was just thinking, like you guys have been married 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for somebody listening to this and, and even if you've been married a long time and you're listening to this and, and you just haven't been, you know, thinking through this stuff for that long, it can seem overwhelming, but that's that's when you have to take a step back and, and say, you know what, like like you said, I think that's perfect. Like I don't have to be where they are. I need that's to right. be where I'm at right now mm-hmm. and I just need to start moving I need to I need to start following Jesus purposefully. Yeah. You know? Um and, good. and I think that's yeah, just start. Don't and, just start. Yeah, and to connect it to uh one of the past episodes here, that's the most important relationship that you have. Right. Is your relationship to Christ. So you build on that personally, individually, and that is going to overflow into your family, your other relationships, and then start seeking those godly friendships in the church, uh, in the Christian community, so that you start to even build on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, are there any resources that you guys would recommend to Christian parents? Anything that you guys, you mentioned one, uh, the, the, what was that story? The Bible. The, so it's the biggest, uh, story? the biggest story Bible storybook. Yeah. Uh, Kevin DeYoung put that together and, uh, it was illustrated by a man named Don Clark. And the, the illustrations were the thing that, that drew me, uh, to it initially, 
but to have Kevin DeYoung, uh, who is a solid um, Christian pastor and author, uh, put his name on it and be the one that kind of put it together is especially encouraging. Is there anything else that you guys use regularly that you want other parents to know about? There's actually two books that I would like to recommend. Um, one is uh, Loving the Little Years with mm-hmm. Rachel uh, Jakovic. Jankovic. Jankovic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jankovic, yeah. yeah. I knew mm-hmm. I'd mess up her name. No, that's okay. And, <laughs> that's um, a hard name. That is a really uh, easy read, and especially if you have young kids, uh, it's a really good and encouraging book. The other one is Family Driven Faith by Vody Bachman. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was really inspiring to me in terms of uh, kids falling out of church and how to structure your family in such a way that they are invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned the, the truth and grace books, um, from founders ministries. And then I would just recommend folks, uh, get a hymnal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we use the Cantus Christi. Um, but we have friends who have Baptist hymnals that they picked up at a, a rummage sale or something like that. Just something that you can have on hand that if if the mood strikes you or if you want to explore that discipline, um, you have a book of songs there nearby. And and we none of us in our family read music. Right. So we're going to pick a song out based off of the lyrics a lot of times and then we're gonna go to YouTube yep. to learn, yep. <laughs> to learn, learn the, the melody. melody. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do that. We sing for nap time. We do nap time hymn, hymnals or hymns, and and uh, it's pretty cool. Like you'll just randomly hear Sam humming, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh wow, because otherwise he would not know he would not know that song. So I love that. That's really cool. That you guys are doing that. Very cool stuff. It's good. So, well, this has been great. This is. I hope this is an encouragement to all of our listeners as they. Uh, parent their families and think yeah. about these Christian principles and what it means. And once again, this is one family and how God has led them to kind of live out these Christian principles. Each family is going to look a little different when we do parenting profiles, but hopefully you'll see a theme of honoring God. You'll see, you know, God's word being a priority. I think that's some of the things that we're really going to see in all of these families that we interview over the next little bit. So, yeah. Yep. And I hope that we're going to see how different they are. I, I love seeing the way God makes us all. And, and this is a thing, you know, he makes us all to be united and, 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 and becoming like Christ, mm-hmm. but we're all very different. Our and stories he, are different. Everything he, is different. Oh, it's just, a, it's just a beautiful kaleidoscope, the way that God does it all. And so, um, so we can glorify him in our differences as we unite around Christ and live it out. And That's so right. I hope that this has been encouraging and it's definitely encouraged me. And so looking forward to the next parenting next, profile. That's right. And then next week we'll be back with our hard, hard talks. talks. Number four, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, well, thank you all for listening. We'll see, see you next time. time. If you need a break or any, just let me know. Just give me a signal. Okay. Break or cut, something like that. I literally, like, know <laughs> what the signals are, and, like, my mind just spaces every time you, like, do something. And I'm well, just Well, the like, last one, you got what? a phone call. I know. And I was I like, know. do you...
I know. No. You know, I did I did catch that. And I was like, no, I'll call them later. No, I don't have any celery sticks. What are you talking about? <laughs> kindling? What do you mean, kindling? <laughs> so, uh, and then if you need me to mute, if you need me to mute you for any reason, I can mute your mic. 